What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. We have a special one for you today. It's October 15th. We are doing the Player Prop Show, and we are joined by our special guest, the fellow JGM. Jesse, how are we doing this morning? Hello, hello. Fall is in the air. I guess it's it's officially the afternoon here in the central time zone, but uh, it's a cool, brisk, like 50 degrees here. It's it's, it's nice and sunny, though, so I'm... Uh, as far as forecasting for tomorrow's Packer game, it should be it should be about 50 degrees and probably kind of overcast. But uh, it's officially fall. Uh, happy sweetest day to everybody out there as well. Uh, and basically, what we're gonna do, we're gonna go over our favorite player prop bets this week. Jesse, we need to we need to go we need to get uh, we need to get our best props in there because we are super close to going over 50 percent on the season. Um, I've been tracking these uh, and. Last year we did we did decent. Last year we did go 62 for 111. That's about 56 percent, which I think that's a pretty solid number uh, if you're betting long season here. And uh, basically we're two games under 500 here, so uh, we're gonna try and get to our best effort in this week. And uh, let's just get into it. Let's 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 we're gonna probably try and spend you know maybe two minutes per game. Uh, Tampa Bay Steelers. There's a ton of people out for the Steelers here. I think you want to lean into the passing props for Tampa Bay. Should we look at the the Tom Brady line first? It's about um, two and a half touchdowns, so people are kind of taking the under here. They think he's going to get two, which I kind of agree with. Uh, and then you see 287 and a half yards. Uh, but I'm kind of interested in Kenny Pickett. What do you think about the Pickett numbers here? Yeah, I think uh, in general this is a game that should – you know, game script for the Bucks uh, running a lot in the second half and Kenny Pickett trying to play a comeback. Maybe this is a game where they just kind of say, all right, Kenny, look, we're playing against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. You know, just go out there, throw, try and get some rhythm down. And uh, 236 and a half is not a terrible line. I'm trying to think, what did he do against Buffalo? I mean, Tampa Bay should be – they should have more success against Tampa Bay than Buffalo. The dude threw for 327, 52 pass attempts. I doubt that they get to 52, but I can see it in the low 40s maybe. Uh, so just based on pure volume, I, I'm interested in the Kenny Pickett over uh, touchdowns. People are taking the the, the one and a half. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that uh, he didn't throw any last week. Maybe he's due for a couple this week, but we'll see. Uh, but overall, I'm not trying to get too excited about the, the, the Pickett numbers here. But I do like Tom Brady probably over his 287. Again, a lot of the Steeler players are out. And if you look at uh, on the fantasyfellowship.com, we have the points allowed to the position. Steelers allowing a ton of uh, fantasy points to the quarterback position. They've allowed almost 1,500 yards in five games. So that's basically 300 yards per game. Um, so that one does intrigue me. Let's take a peek at the uh, – let's look at the rushing receiving props here. Uh, I tend to not care about the rushing abilities of either team here. Does anything stick out for you? Maybe Rashad White, just because garbage duty. But what do you think? I might have lost him. That's okay. We'll go over this. Uh, I, I, the Steelers do say they want Jalen Warren more involved, uh, and, and he has been the last couple weeks. Uh, but keep in mind, last week, Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. That game was kind of a blowout. They got a lot of opportunity for their backups. I, I think James Cook got some run. Uh, so maybe Rashad White to get over his 18 and a half. I think that's an interesting one. You back with us, Jesse? Yep. Uh, right, we're back. We're back. Um, I was talking about, as far as the rushing props, I think they're all kind of gross. Like, Pittsburgh can't run. I do expect Jalen Warren to be more involved. But Rashad White, interesting guy. I think he could kind of hit that 18 and a half in the second half of the game uh, if Tampa Bay's up by two or three scores. Did you have any thoughts on the rushing props? Yeah, I know they've been using Rashad White a lot in the second half in games. Uh, a lot in the passing game, actually. So, if he had like a maybe yeah, under 30 uh, rushing receiving, that could be an interesting line. See what he's been doing the last couple games. Uh, he has not hit that 
at all this season. So maybe we look at his receiving line instead. Um, yeah, I think like a total, like a, a combine would be. Sure. Um, it's 13 and a half on Rashad White. See, that's a good number. What's your favorite? I mean, Pickens at 46 and a half. I, I mean, if, if you had to start one Pittsburgh receiver this week, who, like, which are you starting Pickens? Are you starting Deontay? Probably not starting Claypool, but I, I'm, I'm thinking it's Pickens for me in terms of the pecking order of who I'd rather start in my lineup. Yeah, I mean, if I can get 13 and a half extra, you know, give me 13 extra yards for Pickens on the over under, that's pretty good. He's been, I mean, he's been getting targets. I mean, he wanted more targets, he got them. He's been really solid. And no Pat Fryermuth in this one. So even Claypool is kind of low-hanging fruit. I, just, I don't recommend it. But I, I like Pickens the best for a receiver line here. Jalen Warren's been getting more and more active, so he's kind of interesting. Uh, and Mike Tomlin said it. Go ahead. I said Mike Tomlin said it. He wants to get Jalen. You're going to see said, you're going to see more Jalen as the year goes on. So yep. um, it's kind of going to be like that low-hanging fruit early in the season until people people, catch up. People are leaning into that one at minus 120 here. Um, in terms of the Buccaneers receivers, I'm, I mean, Chris Godwin at 59 and a half seems pretty low hanging fruit to me. Uh, I even saw Tom Brady wearing a Chris Godwin t-shirt at one of his press conferences this week. I think it's a Godwin week. I feel pretty yeah. confident about that one. The hit 60, uh, Mike Evans. I don't know. I'd rather take a Mike Evans touchdown than I think his yardage prop, but any, anything else stick out for the yards? Yeah, this is going to be a Travis Kelsey, uh, three catches, two touchdowns, 15 yards for Mike Evans kind of week. And Godwin's going to have a hundred. So I think Godwin's a smash play. Um, Steelers are like one of the worst teams against receivers. Yeah, I mean, people are smashing the over five and a half on Godwin reception. So if he gets six catches, like he's going to hit that 60 yard, no problem. Uh, people also hitting the Leonard Fournette at three and a half catches, minus 170, that they're just smashing that. And then people smashing the Rashad White. So if he gets his, if Rashad White gets his two catches, he should hit his 13 and a half. I think yeah. that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, people also taking the Mike Evans four and a half. Um, but, uh, let's just, let's just take one quick peek at the touchdown props and then we can move on to a probably more competitive game. Uh, Fournette, probably a good bet to score. We do like Mike Evans to score. Um, Chris Godwin though at plus 125 seems kind of juicy. Yeah. Plus 125. I think, like I said, I mean, I think this is a Godwin week. I think he can get one of those like 15, 20 yard touchdowns. So, and then on that. Well, we're probably expecting Tampa Bay to score at least three touchdowns in this game. So the top three guys all in play for me. Um, maybe Rashad White down there. And then if any Steeler were to score, are we taking Pickens or are we probably just not caring? I, I don't think I can trust the source of the touchdown unless it's on the goal line and Najee punches it in, you know. Um, my ultimate sleeper stash, if you got the money then you want to burn it, Cade Otten. Plus 320 for a touchdown. Rookie rookie tight end's been getting more involved. He had six for 43 last week. Uh, playing pretty well. Def definitely someone you want to check out and see if he's available in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, but let's move on to the 49ers and the Falcons. Kind of a similar, not-so-fun game to the Patriots and the, or to the, the Bucks and the Steelers. Uh, but 49ers, Falcons, what do you want to look at first? We just let's, let's just pop into these touchdowns real quick. Jeff Wilson's been fantastic. I mean, are, do you think he scores? I think he scored two straight games. Is, is he one you want to tap here? Yeah, minus 135, that's, you know, it's, it's similar to Lenny for me, you know. Should be the guy. They're going to score probably two, three touchdowns. Is it George Kittle week? Dude, I thought it was George Kittle week last week. He caught three passes in the first two drives, and then he just got – well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep saying it's George Kittle week until it happens. So then we'll eventually be right. Um, but I'm I'm open into that. You can only I mean Wilson and Debo are the clear favorites to score a touchdown. But I, I do think uh, there's a good possibility for Kittle to get his. As far as the Falcons, I we're not even gonna bother uh, on that one. They score a touchdown this week. Olamide Zacchaeus touchdown. We'll, we'll get something stupid. It'll Olamide be the backup tight end. It'll be the backup tight end. I'm sure. 
or Avery Williams. Uh, do we care about the the passing? Pro- like, is this game like, touchable as far as like player props, or do we just not care? Yeah, I mean, I think the market's got it right. I mean, do we see Jimmy G getting two touchdowns? Probably not. It's probably gonna be one pass, two rush, yeah. and like a defensive touchdown or something like that. Uh, I, I I was looking at some of these these player props last night, um, and as far as like I don't care about the rushing props. I do think Jeff Wilson's probably going to get enough volume where he can hit his prop, but you really can't touch anything else on Drafters.com. They they had Algier up at forty eight, so I took the under on that one. That just seems too high for me. Like he's going to need he's going to need you know ten twelve carries to even think about that, and and it's a pretty good front. Uh, but the one that I like is Mr. Kittle here at 41 and a half. That, that seems a little too low. I'd rather do that one than his touchdown bet, I think. And people are kind of leaning into that one. Uh, any of the other ones stick out for you here? Yeah, Kittle good there. I mean, hey, Uke, we just, unfortunately, Jimmy G doesn't look his way enough. Uh, d at 61 and a half. You know, I mean, it seems like they've started to go less on the run game with him. I mean, he's still getting a couple carries, but it's less than where it was and where we expected it to be with Trey Lance. Um, so interesting number, but yeah, I think Kittle's the, the safe one. He should, you know, he'll start hitting his 50 yard consistency yeah. weeks, you know, four for 50 is kind of like his baseline. I think going yeah. forward, uh, receptions, people are smashing Brandon. Ayuk over three and a half and the Kittle over three and a half. So, uh, those that what I usually, when, when I do this, I'm looking, we should almost just start at the receptions. Cause I, I want to look and see who's smashing their overs and then you can lean into the yards. Uh, I feel like that more too. So I think both those guys are in play. Drake London, four and a half. I don't know if I love that. Uh, Jawan Jennings, people people like him right now. Uh, yes. Anything to stick out to you? No Kyle Pitts on the slate yet, but uh, overall, I think I think Kittle to hit his four, uh, minus 160, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 160 is a, a pretty high number. Probably not going to take that bet. Probably just take the yards at minus yeah. 130. Because I mean, if you look at, you know, so that's four catches. What's his average, you know, per catch? It's probably right around 10. So. 12, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, we'll move on to uh, – is this – I'm excited about this game. The, the Browns hosting the Patriots, I think – well, I, I'm I'm a Ramondre Stevenson owner in multiple leagues, so I am excited uh, about this one. Uh, but anytime touchdown scores for this one, you got Nick Chubb. Like, at this point, like, you, you want to take a Nick Chubb and parlay it with another high odd to score a touchdown and maybe get some free money that way. Uh, you can see Ramondre Stevenson here, minus 130. Uh, Kareem Hunt, though, plus 160. I kind of like that one. Um Maybe in Njoku, Amari Cooper. Interesting that Cooper and Njoku are the same. Uh, and then uh, Jacoby Myers, do you think lightning strikes twice in a row? Uh, anything stick out here for the touchdowns? Yeah, Amari Cooper's interesting at plus 230. I mean, he's there to, he's you know been established now. He's had a couple good weeks. And if they get behind and do have to throw the ball. Um, so there's, um, there's a very distinct Amari Cooper home game trend right now. Uh, so his three home games, week two, three, and five. Look at the targets. It's crazy. A touchdown in each home game, two 100-yard games, seven receptions in all three games plus. Um, so his he's going nuts at home. So that, that's something – I don't know if you're into superstition, but he looks pretty good at home. So uh, I, I'm open to that. I, I think if the – if this game could be kind of fun. I, I think if for the Browns, it's Chubb, it's Hunt, it's Najoku, Cooper. Those are the only bets you want to probably play with in terms of, you know, the whole slate of parlays and, and other, you know, props. For the Patriots, I, I don't think Harris is going to play. So Ramondre is probably the favorite to score a touchdown. Uh, it's probably Devontae Parker week or something crazy. Uh, outside of that, I think I'm only interested in the Ramondre touchdown. Uh, let's look yeah, at uh, 
Look at the passing props. They don't have Mac Jones listed in there yet. He's listed as questionable, but do you like any of these Jacoby numbers? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, can't trust him to score two touchdowns, no. Over two, <laughs> five and a half, I mean, that's it's a pretty low number, but I think we're expecting kind of a grind, you know, grounding on on both sides of the ball here, regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Patriots. Uh, as far as rushing numbers here, uh, Nick Chubb up there at 93 and a half, Ramondre at 80 and a half. Uh, wow. Cream Hunt, I like Cream Hunt's been playing really well this year. Um, so that one does intrigue me a little bit, but I'm probably more interested in the receptions. Um, people are smashing the Ramondre Stevenson, not smashing, it's minus 130, but people are taking it 17 and a half. That's, whoo, that's a uh, number for Ramondre, isn't it? That's, a, that's an interesting number, yeah. Um, uh, Kareem Hunt, 15 and a half. That, that's interesting. I do like Najoku at 36 and a half. Seems like low hanging fruit. I believe the Patriots have been uh, pretty leaky two tight ends. Um, they, they rank 22nd here. They've allowed five touchdowns to the tight end position. So that's something of importance here. Um, so I think that could be an interesting one. Uh, otherwise, Cooper at 52 and a half. Are you taking that one? That one seems uh, too low. The two that immediately stuck out to me are Cooper at 52 and a half, Jacoby Myers at 49 and a half. Uh, Jacoby, I mean, he's just—he's just such an underrated receiver. What's his receptions at? They don't have because they don't have Mac Jones listed as the starter yet, so we'll get more info on this. Uh, but I think we covered this well enough. Uh, I, again, I do like the Browns' uh, top two receivers, Cooper and Njoku. Those just seem too low. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's go dabble into a new game here. Oh uh, no, the Jets and the Packers. Packers favored to win by seven and a half. What do you think uh, about that line, just uh, off the cuff, as a Packer fan? It probably should be more like like five and a half, um, but uh, Packer, Packers at home, I think that that's the ultimate factor there. And mm-hmm. we've seen two really good games from Zach Wilson, so like in terms of, of due for a, kind of a frustrating game, uh, but it's ultimately going to come down to. And I don't know, like, did you send me the stat or did I see this? Um, I think it was uh, who's the guy? Warren Sharp put something out there. The Packers are the number one passing defense when teams do not use play action. When they use play action, they are 32nd. It's legit, like, complete opposites. So I'm not sure how often the Jets will use play action in this one, but that, that's probably a stat that a lot of the uh, the analytics people over there in New York have looked at. So with that in mind, uh, who do we like for touchdown odds? It's always an A.J. Dillon week for me. I think he's due. It's been four games and no touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones, his home game splits are, are pretty ridiculous. I think he's the one. Uh, you, you could maybe take an Aaron Jones touchdown with a Nick Chubb touchdown in a parlay and see what happens there. That could be fun. Um, a lot of Packer receivers here. Lazard, Cobb, Tunyon. Uh, what interests you uh, from touchdown prop on this one? They're all pretty split there. I mean, I think if the Jets are scoring, Brees Hall one sixty-five. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's look. He's the guy, man. I mean, he's. That's too low. That's insane. Took him, you know, four weeks to become the guy, and then last week we saw what he can do. Um, he should. He should probably be up here by age. Like he should be like plus one twenty-five, plus one thirty. Um, so that one's juicy. Yeah, that's um, that's a good one. Is Dobbs going to get in the end zone? Well, I'm interested to see who Sauce Gardner, like where he lines up most. Is he going to be more on Lazard? The Packers do a good job of moving their guys around, though, so I, I don't think he's going to be locked into one player the whole game. Um, but Lazard, Dobbs, I expect both games. Dobbs hasn't scored in a while, but someone put out a, a cut-up reel of his New York Giants game, and the dude was getting open, just Rodgers didn't have enough time to find him a lot. So uh, if the Jets' pass rush doesn't get home, 
might see some big shots from Romeo Dobbs. And of course, Christian Watson's not playing in this one. So it could be a nice Dobbs game. Uh, but I'm, I'm thinking Dylan <clears throat> uh, gets on track. I think Jones gets on track. And then Brees, those uh, lean into the running backs, I think, in this one. Yeah, when's the last time we saw a rookie receiver like Dobbs really kind of connect with Rodgers early? I mean, that year one, like, you know, I think the Packers kind of have a stigma against the year one receivers, but it seems like Dobbs is kind of, he's that dude, you know? It's, what's been difficult, though, is there's never been an opportunity for a rookie receiver to really step in because you think about the transition of, like, um, going back to 2010, like when you had Jennings and you had, uh, like baby Jordy Nelson and James, like those guys didn't have a chance because Greg Jennings was there. Donald Driver was there. Yep. Move on a little bit. Then Jordy Nelson's the guy, you know, they, they, we've never had the opportunity for a number one receiver out of the gate week one. And with Devonte Adams out, like that's, that's the opportunity. So it's, it's a rare uh, lightning striking kind of moment, but Do- I think it's a Dobbs game. Uh, looking at the passing props here, people are smashing Rogers over two, over one and a half. <clears throat> And then people hitting under on Zach Wilson. So that intrigues me. Um, I don't feel good about the passing yards either way. Uh, But if Rodgers is going to throw two passing touchdowns, you got to probably put – well, Jones is a part of that as well. Uh, Lazard. So Jones, Lazard, Dobbs. Probably two of those guys score tomorrow. Yes? Yeah. I think that would be a pretty good math there. And with Zach Wilson, if he's going to throw one touchdown, that means we don't trust anybody there to catch the touchdown. Uh, looking at the rushing props here, Brees at 59 and a half. Does that do anything for you? I mean, I think a just recipe to success is going to be through the ground. I mean, give, give Zach the easy ones. I mean, Green Bay has been, you know, they're middle of the road. But look at the yards, 562. That's pretty high. I mean, yeah, they're, they're they're limiting touchdowns, but the yards are like, you know, they're probably bottom 10 in yards yeah. allowed. So, yep. so I, I think the leaning into the Brees Hall makes sense. We don't trust anybody else, I think. Um, I just – I think last week's game against the Giants for the Packers, like they're going to make sure that they feed the running, running backs here. So I would expect double-digit carries for both Jones and Dylan. And, again, Aaron Jones at home is kind of just a different animal. So I think he can hit – with 61 yards – he can get that in 10, 12 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could get that in two carries, you know, for all we know here. So I think leaning, again, leaning into the running backs is kind of where I want to be uh, in terms of, let's look at the receptions first. I want to set this up. AJ Dillon, people are smashing the over one and a half. So it's, is it is it Dillon week? Am I stupid or is it Dillon week? It's, I mean, he's, like you said, he, he's uh, a touchdown at plus 125. I think we have to take that. He's got a score. And I mean, come on, two grabs, that's easy money. They've kind of lost focus with him the last couple of weeks. Like they've kind of let him like fall through the cracks, if you will. Uh, but I'm looking at Lazard here too. At three and a half, people are taking that one. Uh, people are hitting Brees, Carter. People are hitting the over on Cobb and the over on Tunyon. <clears throat> um, more Wilson, Corey Davis. No one trusts any of these Jets receivers. Let's look at the yards. Anything stick out for the yards here? I just don't think anyone trusts Zach Wilson, you know, like, right. so it's hard to really like until we see what he does and who he kind of meshes with, like who becomes his one. I mean, between Moore Wilson, you kind of have two potential number ones there. Corey Davis lingers um, hard to trust anybody, but Brees Hall. So I think kind of just leaning in the Brees Hall is kind of the way to go. If you want to bet jets. So I like looking at this chart because it kind of shows where everyone's weak. 
Um, the Jets are pretty stingy against every, like they're all slightly red here, like a slight pink color. And the Packers, for as much crap as they get, pretty good for fantasy numbers. They've been playing really solid here. Uh, but I guess the running back would be one of their weak spots, though. So I think I think we covered this one pretty well here. Nothing really sticks out for the yards. Um, we'll move on to let's see what's next here. The Jags and the Colts. We have news this morning. No Naheem Hines, no Jonathan Taylor. So I'm assuming there's probably going to be not as many props up in this game here. Yeah, probably not. This is your last chance to get a Deion Jackson plus 200. Hey, what do you what do you think about this? 200. Yeah, I mean plus 200. That's against a pretty bad run defense. I think I'm tapping that one for sure. We should almost. I want to look at this before we start any game. Um, so the Colts allowing tight end points. So Evan Ingram's in play, and then the Jags look like they're they're giving up running back points. I think you kind of want to lean into Deion Jackson this weekend, especially if they haven't updated the numbers here. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's time to do it. In terms of touchdown odds, uh, if the if the Colts are going to score two touchdowns in this game, you probably ought to assume it's Deion Jackson. And then I, I think Pittman's due. He really hasn't looked like uh, like a stud since week one. He didn't play week two against the Jags, so I'm open to that. Uh, and anybody else that we should be on our on our radar, I, I do like Alec Pierce. He looked, he's he's starting to rev it up, and it's the year of the rookie wide receiver, so he he's a sleeper for sure. Yeah, yeah, Pierce was interesting. I mean, the guy's he's playing well. He's now he's starting, you know, a couple of mental mistakes, but playing good. He looks good. I mean, Matt Ryan, he'll he'll, he'll look his way, but I think Deion Jackson, I just. Philip Lindsay, I don't trust to really kind of be the guy. I think Dion's the guy near the goal line. Um, um, as far as the the Jags offense, Travis Etienne's been kind of beating Robinson in snaps and just uh, overall opportunity the last two games. So Etienne's due for a touchdown. I don't think he, he has, has one yet on the year. I think he's he's due for his first career touchdown. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't have a single touchdown yet. So I think it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it was this week. Yep. And if it's not this week, I'm definitely going to come back next week. He's he's going to score. Uh, did you see Doug Peterson's quote for Christian Kirk? <clears throat> not. Three targets is unacceptable. He should be up in the 9, 10, 11 targets per game. Wow. I mean, so he did score two touchdowns against this Colts team in week two. Yes, he did. If someone's going to catch a touchdown. Like, Lawrence is going to throw a touchdown, whether it's to Kirk or Ingram or one of the receivers. I'm open to it, but Christian Kirk would be my favorite for the passing touchdown. Ingram's plus 340 to score. Did you see that? Do you have any interest in that? A little deep shot, Evan Ingram? He's due. He hasn't scored one yet this year. Uh, I think last week's usage was promising. Ten targets last week, six for 69. So it's not consistent at all, but. Yeah, I mean, week two against Andy, two, eight targets, seven for 46. I mean, those are. Those are target numbers where, like, you know, you got to think there's touchdown potential there when a guy's getting eight to ten targets. If I told you you can start this tight end and he's going to get eight targets, you're going to use him, right? Like, you want want that opportunity. So, uh, if you don't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, you're starting the eight targets. Yes. Um, But let's move on to the passing prop. I don't know why they don't – they don't have Trevor Lawrence in here. Do you care about Matt Ryan over one and a half under – Probably no. not. <laughs> I can't trust Matt Ryan. Dion at 42 and a half. Get it in now. Get it sure. in. Yes. Yeah, they don't have anything in this game here. So I, I like Alec Pierce. People are smashing Pittman. Uh, Alec Pierce at 41 and a half. You can get that in two catches, three catches. 
what's what's the deal with the Jags? I mean, Lawrence was healthy from what I know. Um, let's take a look at this. So I have a practice report link here. <laughs> Maybe they're waiting to see about Marvin and Zay. Weird. Because Marvin didn't practice. Well, he showed up on the practice report Friday. Zay limited. Maybe they're just waiting for those guys. It is. It is strange. They should have a baseline number for 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 Lawrence and those guys. But uh, whatever. We'll move on to a another game here. Vikings and Dolphins. We're gonna see a rookie seventh round quarterback start. Skylar Thompson. Um, touchdown props here. They're leaning into Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, of course. Always a good bet for a touchdown. If a Dolphin scores, it's Raheem Mostert probably. Yeah. What do we think about Skylar Thompson? What do we think he can do with this offense? I mean, Mostert was the guy last week. A lot of the the like the people that I like, I, I like their opinions in fantasy football. They kind of like Skylar Thompson. They think he can actually be kind of exciting. So I, I don't think it's going to be doom and gloom. And honestly, like if you squint, it might it might look like a Teddy Bridgewater type offense. Like it might not be terrible. I, I think last week he didn't play. I mean, imagine just being thrown into the fire, you yeah, know, tough. right away. And, and now you now you get a full week to prep. I mean, nineteen of thirty three, one sixty six yards and a pick. He, he 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 moved the ball, so we'll see. And uh, most are good to go. Is he confirmed to be playing? He, he said on Wednesday or Thursday that he, he's going to play. They're just maybe they're just preparing him for like a big twenty touch game, something like that. I could see that coming. Yeah. So I'm interested there. Uh, again, Cook and Jefferson. Otherwise, I don't really want to dabble with Thielen or Irv Smith or any kind of junk like that. Um, sneaky pick. Vikings defense special teams score a touchdown this week. Rookie going up against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean plus four hundred. Passing props, are you taking Kirk over one and a half, probably? Yeah, probs. Uh, I just I don't know if, if the Vikings are going to have to throw the ball a ton. Um, but over two, 260 seems about right. But again, the 150 or the one and a half touchdown props feel good. Um, Raheem Mostert, 16 and a half. Is there going to be a game script opportunity for him to hit that? He probably needs 12 to 15 carries to do so. Yeah, that's a tough number. Uh, do you like the game script for Cook then? Seventy six and a half. Yeah, seventy six is. Those are big numbers, but Cook is. You know. So Miami's green against every like everything is go for yep. Miami. And then the Vikings. Go. Where are the Vikings? Right here. The Vikings kind of leaky against QB and running back, kind of whatever against wide receiver and tight end. So I don't know if that makes us feel anything. Um, receiving yards. I mean. JJ at 87 and a half. That, that seems to be a pretty fair number for him to hit that. What do you do with Waddle and Tyreek? Like you have to play him this week, but Waddle's been not yeah. so great the last two weeks. So I understand, like, I think I would, I'd be more open to benching Waddle this week. I think you continue to use Tyreek Hill, but I just don't have confidence in, in a lot. People are, I mean, people are taking the under on Waddle 50 and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. The, well, it's kind of even for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we just don't know. I mean, Skyler, full games. He got a full week of practice. He knows he's going to be the starter. So it's kind of like, do they try and, you know, bring in some of the more flavor of the, you know, the offense that they want, or do they try and dumb it down for Skyler? I, I think this might be a big Dalvin Cook game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. I can see some turnovers, favorable field position. Vikings just kind of manage the game clock. 
Uh, do we care about anyone's receptions? They got JJ at six and a half. People are smashing the Irv Smith, so maybe we should look at his receiving number. If he hits three catches, he's only at 29 and a half. So something to think about. I mean, Dolphins um, otherwise, people are hitting the Jasicki. What? Interesting. All right, whatever. Um, Where's Darren Smith at? Darren <laughs> Smith was banged up, but uh, I think he is playing, so. I wanted to – they don't have – where is it? Yeah, people are smashing the Thompson interception here. So yeah. if you want to play that way, you can do that. But let's move on to – we haven't had a good game yet here. The Bengals and the Saints. Did you see the injury report for the Saints? It doesn't look good. No. Let's go to that. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Whew. Deontay Hardy, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas all out. Marshawn Lattimore out. Peyton Turner out. So five. I don't. I don't know about Peyton Turner, but for sure, yeah. these top four guys are all heavy pieces of that team. And Olave is questionable here. Yeah. Olave questionable. Winston, we don't like. They've already ruled Andy Dalton's going to play, uh, but this is just not looking good for the Saints. So with that in mind, and also is we don't know. Biggest out? They didn't rule him out. I'm, I'm, I almost hope they do. So I'm not tempted to play him. But yeah, it's just the fact that they had to go and get him limited on Friday. There's <laughs> the shit pot. Like give him a couple. Uh, that's a, it's a, this has got to be a Jamar Chase smash spot, right? Yeah. He has not had the big one yet. He's so been getting covered with targets. Where is New Orleans? They're, they're 10 right there. They're, I mean, they got to go. Look so, at that. But, look at They're green against wide out. Yeah. And the Bengals, why can't I read this? Wow, Cincinnati. Stingy. All right, so they're allowing tight end. God dang it, it's Taysom Hill week. Again. <laughs> Again. Well, Taysom yeah. is kind of unique in the respect that he's not really a tight end. You know, he's out there, he's playing freaking Wildcat. So. All right, this is our first pop lock and drop of the week. Jamar Chase touchdown. Yes. He's back in Louisiana. Joe Burrow, yes. back in Louisiana. These guys. He might score two. You might see a 10 for 140 two touchdown game from Jamar Chase this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. So uh, this is one we're going to feature on the website. We'll, we'll probably get that up there for sure. They're listing T. Higgins here. That uh, <laughs> Making me think, man. Making me think. Um, so thinking? as far as the Bengals, it, it's Mixon and Chase. Those are the only touchdown bets I'd consider. Um, for the Saints, Andy, Andy Dalton been pretty good for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And Plus last week, man. He just nipped all the touchdowns. Like, Taysom Hill just nipped all the touchdowns. So, I, I would expect – and Kamara balled out. He had 190-plus yards or something all-purpose. All so, if you're betting a Saints touchdown, that's probably where I would go. Taysom Hill down at plus 225, does that tempt you? It seems like a sucker bet, you know. All right, this is what you do. You do a separate Taysom Hill bet, and you do a separate Alvin Kamara bet. You're going to hit one of them. You're going to hit one of them. Yeah, small profit if it's Kamara, bigger profit if it's Hill. Yeah, so and you have probably have a good chance of hitting both, honestly. Um, that would not surprise me. If Olave does play, uh, plus 190, I'm cool with it. Uh, if he does not play, yeah, yeah, marking Mark Ingram, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, that's like the offense. So, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Let's move on to passing props here. Randy Dalton, one and a half. People are smashing that under. Uh, I want to smash the over on Joe Burrow, man. One and a half. That's yeah, man. One and a half. That seems and one ten. What people are taking the under at one twenty? 
I uh, think that's a good line. I mean, Joe Burrow is going to have a game. Joe Burrow at 252, I'd rather take the two touchdowns, I think. Um, Are they forgetting that it's in New Orleans? I, I get it. It's New Orleans. It's a tough pace to play. Yeah, but yeah. It's Joe. It, we're talking. I think Joe we're going to see a lot of Joey B orange out there. In, in the, sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. showing up. A lot of people showing up for, for the Bengals. Um, rushing props, nothing really sticks out to me here. Everyone seems to be pretty fairly priced. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. We're going to see a lot of Joey B purple. Sure. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing care a lot about cool. college football down there. Um, as far as the receiving props, nothing is sticking out. But again, if we expect Jamar Chase to do Jamar Chase things, this is the week. And with a potentially banged up T. Higgins, uh, this could just be a, a target fest for Jamar Chase. So that's the one that we like there. Uh, I mean, if Alave plays in 60 yards, he's pretty... people are taking the over on Alave four and a half. So maybe that's, that's looking pretty good. People are taking the under Jamar Chase six and a half. That's a lot. I mean, it's catches. I could see him with the six, you know, the six for a buck 20 and a touchdown. It kind of seems like, I mean, his, his targets are there. I mean, the targets are there. We can't. Well, they've, they've, there. people are, are taking their safeties and sitting on Jamar Chase. Yeah. So if anything's going to, he's probably more likely to hit the six and a half receptions, honestly. Because he's hit, he's hit it twice, four, six, and five. Um, Again, this game was the game no T. Higgins for most of that game. And then last week, no T. Higgins for most of that game, too. So there's a trend here. If, if T. Higgins is – if we get ruling that Higgins is not going to play, you you want to go collect pretty much all the overs on Jamar Chase, I think. You can't, you can't cash these out early, I believe. But you can cash out, like, money line for the game starts. I don't think you can – once you put a part – once you put a prop in, I don't think you can cash it out. But if you could almost take – all the Jamar Chase overs, and then if T. Higgins plays, kind of cash him out. Yeah. I mean, like, because, you know, if he's ruled out, I have to assume these Jamar Chase lines are going to move, you know, in favor of him hitting the overs. Well, um, I, I just, even if Higgins plays, like, do you put him in your lineups for fantasy after last week? Yeah. Can you trust it? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It makes me nervous. That's for sure. He didn't play too, you know, the fact that he wasn't practicing makes me think it's like, all right, well, he needs another week. But if we need him, we'll use him. You know. So. Yeah, he might he might just be active again and yeah. use sparingly. Um, but either way, we'll move on to another game here. We got maybe about 10, 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, we'll go quickly here. Ravens Giants um, touchdown props. Uh, of course, Barkley always he's probably the only Giant that we can actually bet on. If you want to take a Daniel Jones rushing prop, I think that's fair game. No Rashad Bateman. So Mark Andrews, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Devin Duvernay. Playing really, really well. He looked he looked good the other night. I, I think he might be a fantasy like PPR mainstay as like a wide receiver three flex for us going forward. Uh, but for me, uh, I would probably take the Mark Andrews plus one hundred. Any of these Ravens ones you like more than Mark Andrews? And yeah, what's interesting is like I mean the Ravens are going to probably put up three scores on the Giants. What do we think? Um, so I have this um, I have this chart, and I, I should probably update this. I did this maybe on Wednesday or Thursday. The Ravens, 24, 24, 25, 25 points. points. So, I mean, we're talking three touchdowns. Three touchdowns and two field goals, roughly. So, yeah. Mark Andrews, sign me up for one of those. Maybe Lamar hasn't ran for one in a while. It's 
been since week three. Okay, so he's due for a rushing touchdown. I think that's probably in play. Uh, let's actually look at what the Giants – the Giants' defense, man. Stingy. Pretty, pretty decent, I mean. Stingy. And you look at the Ravens. Ravens up here. Weesh. Yeah, what happened, man? That's crazy. Uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that one game. Use so. a lot. Um, but, yeah, for touchdown props, I think that's probably pretty fair. As far as passing props, people are taking the Daniel Jones under – one and a half. People are taking the over Lamar Jackson one and a half. Um, I, I'm open to the Lamar Jackson two plus, you know, plus one and a half. That makes sense to me. Um, I don't care about the passing yards. Do we care about interceptions? Should we put an interception one up on the on the prop shop this week? If I had to, right now, gun to your head, one player that is guaranteed to throw an interception this week, who is it? And the first one that comes to mind is Skyler Thompson. That one's been smashed, hasn't it? I got one for you. You got one? Zach Wilson. Oh, there we go. On the road at Lambeau. I, I think I think Green Bay's Marcus Mariota. I like mm, that's a good one too. We should, we'll 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 find a, a interception prop to put on the list this week or maybe yeah. put one on there for you guys to consider. But uh maybe we start kind of just broadening our horizons and maybe we get some different bets in there. But I, I think the interception one is pretty fun. Uh, Matt Ryan comes to mind as well. Sorry. Um, I mean, frankly, plus odds on a Lamar interception against a pretty good Giants defense. Lamar's pretty. And I mean, he likes to just kind of whip a ball around every once in a while. Dude, he's throwing. A lot of <laughs> yeah, it's That's plus it. odds. You did it. You found it. Plus odds. All right. We're putting it on there. Lamar Jackson to throw a pick, and it's probably going to be targeting Mark Andrews. Um, so if we get on the that, that'd be cool. But I, I, we'll put that one on there. I think I feel pretty good about that. The man has thrown five interceptions in five games. Granted, he has scored 12 touchdowns, but that's a lot. Wow. Okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a good snag there. Um, the rushing receiving props here. I don't feel good about any of these. Uh, Saquon Barkley probably would be the best one to hit his prop, but I just I don't know. He did hurt his shoulder last week, so that does make me hesitate a little bit. I don't know if he's going to get the volume needed for that. Um, in terms of receiving props, nothing sticks out. Uh, Mark Andrews is pretty high at 70.5. People are taking the over on that. That might be an under spot for me. 70.5 is kind of high. So this is because, like, for me, like, interceptions are fluky, right? Like, very fluky. I mean, the Ravens lead the league with the exception, but their defense is bad. Mm-hmm. The Giants have not yet gotten a pick, so this is this is the correlation colliding here. Everything's with on point. The variance, the variance is lining up for a Lamar interception. I'm They're for it. Interception on no Giants interceptions all year. Wow. I thought their defense played really well last week against the Packers. That was my first time watching a full Giants game. Um <clears throat> But uh, anything stick out at these reception totals here? People are taking the over on Demarcus Robinson. Why? I don't know. People are taking the Mark Andrews over five and a half. Saquon Barkley, three and a half. Um, I, I'm not super excited about this one from a prop perspective. I think it's more touchdowns and that potential Lamar Jackson INT. Yeah, I mean. I, what about Dubinay? I'm, I'm really curious to see what. The... Three and a half. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with J.K. Dobbins this week. Um, two, three and a half is probably a lock with no Rashad. I mean, he caught five for 54, seven targets last Four. week. I'm, I'm, willing to, 
I'm willing to smack that one. That one's plus one five. That plus odds? Interesting. I'm willing to take that one. That one, that one's a good spot for. Yeah, Devin I mean, I think Duke. the Giants are just a little stingier than what people uh, think. They've actually, you know what? The Giants have shut down number one receivers. Um, but I wouldn't really classify Duvernay as a number one receiver. I think Andrews is really their number one option. Right, and, and Duvernay is a security. Like he is the quick out. You know, when the when there's nothing yeah. to throw to, he he throws it to him right away. Yeah, no, um, so yeah, the Giants are are pretty stingy, but I think you could see. If anything hits for that, it, it's going to be his receptions. He's going to he, he could be you know five for forty two easily. Yeah, not nothing uh, big, but he could be a security blanket on this tough Giants defense. But let's move on. Uh, again, we got about maybe ten under ten minutes left here. Uh, Cardinals Seahawks. Do we want to go anything in, into the Rams Panthers? Should we just? I just want to click on a couple touchdown par, uh, props. <clears throat> uh, Cooper Cup always. Daryl Henderson week. I think that's that's pretty low hanging fruit this week. And then, yeah. of course, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not feeling ballsy enough to call to count any of these other ones. Maybe if you're feeling ballsy, though, Rams defensive touchdown, P.J. Walker making a start. That's probably where I would lay. Um, anything to add on that one? No, pretty straightforward there. <clears throat> I do think we should spend maybe two minutes on this Cardinals-Seahawks game. So I think this going to be a high score. Uh, Eno Benjamin, man, he's a must-start fantasy player this week. Kenneth Walker. Probably going to see him score another touchdown. I think Marquise is in play. Uh, mm-hmm. Metcalf and Lockett, man. I don't know why they're so low, but I, I think this is one of those situations where you take the Metcalf separately, you take the Lockett, one of them should hit, and there's a good chance that both of them do hit. So I think uh, as far as this game, uh, Murray just hasn't been rushing enough for me to care about his rushing prop touchdown, so he'll probably it's get picking, one. It's picking up, but, yeah, we he got close last week. Um, <clears throat> let's look at the, do we care about the passing numbers here? People are smashing Geno Smith. People are taking Geno Smith over one and a half and Metcalf and Lockett are so low with their odds. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you pick Metcalf Lockett. I mean, maybe you kind of dive in to see what the matchup is there, but just, you know, you pick one of those guys. And then, um, I mean, I, the passing numbers, I don't feel like strongly one way or the other here. What if we look at, uh, look at this chart real quick. So the Arizona Cardinals, very bad against quarterbacks and the tight end. And look at the Seahawks are right next to them. Seahawks giving up quarterback, running back, and tight end points. What's our Will Disley uh, TD? That's it. That's the one. 270. Noah Fant also in play, too. Yeah, Fant's been slowly but surely, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's been I, it up. Yeah. Um, Let's look at uh, the rushing receiving numbers here. You know, Benjamin, 61 and a half. I don't know if I trust that enough. I do like Kenneth Walker at 60 and a half. I think that feels pretty – I mean, he's going to get the ball 15 times. So that's four yards carry. That seems very doable for him. Um, you think they're just going to – I think they're just going to – I think they're going to feed Kenneth, man. I 15 think, to yeah, 20 like minimum. Yeah. Um, essentially, he he his his role reminds me – almost exactly like Damian Pierce where he's going to lead the team in carries 15 to 20 carries. And then if he, if he can just get one or two catches per game, I think that's, what's going to deliver for him Uh, in terms of receptions or receiving yards, Marquise Brown at 69 and a half. People are liking that one. Will Disley. There's your Will Disley, 19 and a half Uh, Lockett at about 70 Metcalf at about 70. If you had to pick one, which one Metcalf, Metcalf Lockett. So, um, my, my nugget is that uh, Arizona, they've started running zone at one of the highest clips in the league. Lockett, 
top five receiver against zone in the league. Okay. So uh, I think we're I'm we're, that. we're gonna see a big lock at week. Well then five and a half, man. People are hitting that that pretty pretty easily here. People are taking the under on DK. So uh the math here is on your side. People are taking the over on Noah Fant. Two and a half. Yeah. Noah Fant at 26 and a half yards. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe he's developing some some uh some momentum here. You know, Benjamin, people are taking the over on three and a half. It's kind of interesting. So so between Font and Disley, I think we've seen like a kind of a split almost. And they have, you know, but the people like the fan over and they don't like the Disley over. So that's, yeah. Well, Disley's you know. kind of like a, he's, he's a one trick pony. It's tight end or not. It's touchdown or nothing. Yeah. Right? Um, but I'm, I'm excited about this game. I think you want to try and find a prop that you like in this game. Um, who's throwing a pick in this game? Math says Gino. I'm going to say both. I'm going to say both throw a pick. If, if you like these. Yeah, I would maybe like to go look at the, uh, Panthers, Rams. What are what are Stafford throwing a pick? Or PJ Walker? I mean, PJ Walker's probably throwing a pick. Right? It's probably like minus two hundred on on him throwing a pick. They only have PJ in there. One and a half. They got it at one, one and a half. half. <laughs> oh man, poor PJ. Uh, I don't know why they they don't have Stafford in there. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. All right, let's get to the main event, and then uh, we'll kind of sign off here for the day. Where am I? Did I go too far? Yeah, you went Bills too far. Chiefs, our final uh, non-primetime game here. Touchdown scorers. I'm assuming the Bills are going to score three or four times. I'm assuming the Chiefs are going to score two, three, maybe four times. We're getting plus think, odds on a Gabe Davis touchdown. That feels good. Uh, is it Dawson Knox week? He's yet to score a touchdown all season. Uh, he's healthy. He was lifted off the injury report this week, plus 200. Um, I like his involvement. I think he could be a sneaky play at plus 200. What do you think about MVS, plus 220? He's he's looked like the best Chiefs receiver the last couple games. Yes. He's kind of almost oddly enough turned into kind of like what we thought Juju would be. Almost that like safety yeah. blanket. He's kind of like turning into that, you know, when, when Mahomes is scrambling looking for someone to get to, he kind of goes to MBS. It's interesting yeah. watching that game uh, last week. I'm definitely intrigued with MBS. Sure, low-hanging fruit, Kelsey Diggs is pretty nice. I think Gabe, I think you probably want to take Gabe Davis at plus 110. I mean, he did have that four-touchdown game in the playoffs. He's probably uh, going to be uh, chomping at the bit there to get that. Uh, Josh, Allen, Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Like, this game means more to any – like, this is Josh Allen's, like, revenge game. Like, he, mm-hmm. he wants to go scorched earth in this game. So, Allen to rush a touchdown I think is an interesting call. Um, <clears throat> McKinnon. Yeah, plus McKinnon. Oh, well, we, so, if we're looking at Clyde and Clyde's plus whatever he is, last week every single high-value touch went to Jarek McKinnon. So maybe so we'll look at his, his his individual props here. Um, rushing props, McKinnon 16 and a half. People are taking that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mahomes, people are expecting him to have to scramble. Interesting. It's hard to take unders on this one, right? You know, like where did we you know? I don't, I don't this is a game right. where you just want points, right? You gotta... I, I think I feel best about the receiving numbers here. McKinnon at, wow, McKinnon at 12 and a half, man. Seems like a lock. And no one's really way too it. low. No one's mm-hmm. taking it. Um, where Stefan Diggs, 87 and a half. Kelsey, 78 and a half. Uh, where's big Gabe? Da- Gabe Davis at 55 and a half. That seems a little low. I mean, he can hit that in three or four catches. Well, one catch. Uh, Dawson Knox, 31 and a half. He can hit that in three or four catches himself. 
Uh, MVS, 45 and a half. I think that one I am into. Um, yeah, I mean, Sky Moore, we haven't seen it. McCall Hardman, just not guys. You know, Juju, just, you know, just not those guys. I think they don't really have a true one. Spreading the ball a lot. Justin Watson, three and a half. catch today, tomorrow? <laughs> it just takes one. All right, receptions. People are smashing the Clyde Edwards one. People are smashing the Devin Singletary as well as the Gabe Davis. Uh, Juju, people are smashing four and a half. What? I'll pass. I'll take the under. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just expecting a high volume of passing, so that's – Probably 40, 45 passing attempts from Mahomes. We yeah. should probably look at that, actually. I mean, Jared McKinnon, two and a half. They are fading. Interesting. I mean, I think they're just expecting a lot of Clyde Edwards in this game, but uh, – McKinnon's the third down back. I think value, yeah. So like, maybe I'm not going to take any of the yardage overs on McKinnon, but that touchdown is calling my name in the goal line. Mm-hmm. We've seen Clyde time and time again. Just he'll have four carries inside the one, and he'll have zero yards. It's just mm-hmm. just not getting it in there. Maybe as Isaiah Pacheco gets his touchdown. I do want to look at the passing props real quick. Uh, people are taking the under on Josh Allen two and a half touchdowns. Both of them. Interesting. Who's getting three touchdowns? Allen. Yeah, but like, do we think it's gonna be like two, two throwing, one rushing for Allen? Like, what's? Why don't you get to like total touchdowns? Well, they have the Bills scoring twenty eight and a half. Yeah, and I mean, we have to remember the Chiefs' defense is like, they're they're just as bad as the Lions. They're like, they're one of the worst. I mean, they right are like, right green, smashing quarterbacks. <sighs> you're you're putting the Bills. Three touchdowns for sure. If you're going to set a Bills line for touchdowns, it's probably three and a half on this one. Um, is Devin single? Oh, is this going to be like a James Cook sneaky spot or something? I don't know. I feel like the running backs, we're not like everyone's glossing over the running backs, but Devin Singletary or someone's going to hit their overs. Anyone throwing an interception in this one? <laughs> I mean, it's 40 and a half attempts. It's a big number. Yeah, I mean, it. So that's what it doesn't – I don't understand. People are taking Clyde numbers. I don't know. Either way, I think this is going to – this is the game you want to watch tomorrow, so try and find some props in this one. Uh, I think uh, – I don't I don't know if we have – do we have any time? I don't know if you care about the Eagles-Cowboys, if we just want to throw a couple mentions in there. Yeah, we can uh, Anything loaded. Uh, but well, as far the problem as is we don't know if Dak's playing, right? It sounds like he's not playing. Uh, Jerry Jones said week, week seven or – I think he said week eight was was an ideal spot but um for eagles i mean jalen hurts rushing touchdown makes sense aj brown's due for a big one i like goddard all the time all the time i mean cowboys are definitely a more stingy i mean they're they do you know if you're they're gonna give up it's kind of the receiver so i think uh i think aj brown's gonna kind of do some muscle and I really hope they put Diggs on him because he'll burn Diggs for a touchdown, and then he'll yeah. hit his over in like two plays. Uh, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll just go with the touchdowns on this one. I don't think they're going to have everything in there for what we need. Yeah, they don't. Well, they do. Um, AJ Brown, sixty-seven and a half. People are leaning into that one. I'm cool with that. Goddard, forty-five and a half. That seems like a pretty fair number. People are leaning into the over here on, on AJ Brown receptions as well. Uh, Goddard, people are taking the under four and a half. Yeah, four and a half seems kind of high. Under on CD. The CD's got that weird injury now, so like, what's the yeah. deal there? Tony Pollard. So I'm surprised yeah, they have. We, we I'm don't. Surprised they have speed. these numbers in, but they don't have like Matt Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, but they have 
Cooper Rush and CD Lamb yeah. number. Yeah. yeah, a lot of uncertainty in this one on the, on the yeah. Dallas side of the ball. I think on the Eagles side of the ball, I think we're going to see, you know, Hertz, Hertz is going to want to – this is like a huge game. It's in Philly against Dallas. They have a chance to stay undefeated. Dallas is 4-1. Like, this is – this is a Hurst prime time, man. I think we're gonna be able to see a big Hurst game. You're I would gonna, you're gonna have a good time Sunday night. I, I well, I'm 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 thinking that it's the Philly defense that might steal the show. Um, they, they might, especially if CD Lamb's banged up and they can't if they can't throw the ball and if they're getting pressure, like they're not gonna be able to run the ball. I don't think. Uh, I think the Eagles, uh, Eagles, pretty solid defense right now. They do allow wide receiver points, but uh, I just it's coming up Philly. I think that's where you want to play your bets, uh, but fun game, Sunday night football. Uh, we'll finish with that one. I don't know if there's anything Monday night that we want to look into. Did we but, miss the uh, charger game? Chargers. Uh... We did miss the charger game. Oh, that's Monday night football. Oh, that's Monday night. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll take a slap at it real quick. Yeah, I got it. Uh, it's, it's Mike, uh, Mike Williams night. Uh, Keenan Allen, probably not going to play. Um, no. Austin Eckler, 160 to score. That's He's been that, hot. I mean, man, after those first three weeks, people were, you know, thinking. Mike Williams, plus 130. Yeah, nice Eckler was such a good buy-low opportunity. <clears throat> it's really always was, a yeah. game for me. Uh, if you want the dirtiest of dirty plays, it's Latavius Murray, plus 270 score. <laughs> I think Melvin Gordon's kind of he, – he's they're, they're frustrated with him. Yeah. Um, and uh, the head coach is even saying, I'm excited to see Latavius Murray. On Monday night and Boone is uh, Boone's a little banged up, is he not? Uh, he was able to get a full day of practicing on Friday, That's and tough. Melvin was limited on Friday. So I think you might see this offense kind of morph into a three-headed monster. Uh, you're probably going to see Melvin Gordon get enough work to be useful, but I think Boone is probably their preferred big play kind of third down passing back, and Latavius might be the 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 goal line short yardage dirty uh, Latavius. Order. So. Uh, interesting game here. Uh, we're waiting for the health of a couple players in this one, but the Broncos, do they score a touchdown this week? I'll give I, them I think they do. Them. I think they do. Rushing touchdown. Uh, it's Carl. It's, it's Carl. It's, week. it's always uh, all, right. Uh, all right. We'll see. What about this one? Chargers defensive touchdown. <laughs> Xander Horvath. Russell Wilson plus 650. To oh, man. That's crazy. I'll tell you what. Justin Herbert hasn't. I mean, it's been people forget about the rib injury. We're not too far removed from that massive rib injury. He yeah. hasn't rushed for a touchdown yet this year. That's he's been hitting four or five the last couple of seasons. So that's a sneaky one uh, if you want to play with that. But yeah, uh, I think maybe one more week and then I'll start tapping, uh, tapping that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, if, especially if he doesn't get it this week, we'll we'll look at it. But uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We got things to do, places to be. So, Jesse, thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll get some props uh, put on the website for you guys to look at. Any final thoughts before we get out of here for the day? Oh, it should be a fun one. Sunday night football is going to be an interesting game. I mean, we got Bills Chiefs, that nooner. They did us dirty with the nooner on that one, but we'll enjoy it nonetheless. And, uh, again, we'll uh, check the link in the description if you guys want to check out the props that we have selected. We'll put – I think we're going to do our, our top five bets, and we'll probably put some up there to consider. So check out the link and uh, enjoy the football, guys. We'll see you uh, in a future video. Peace. Mm-hmm.